0: Hi
1: guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Nursing Handover Podcast. You have me, Jerry, and Diane, and I hope you guys are ready to tune in, kick back, and relax and listen to what we've got to say. Lady Di, how are you doing this week?
0: I am not too, too bad, you know. I've had um had some good news last week, and yeah, which I will reveal at some point. But I need everything to all the the teas. <laughs> be crossing the eyes to be dotted good news is great understand. news i'm telling you great guys news. guys guys you'll be you'll be pleased let's put it that way <laughs> 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 it sounds like you've given it away already girl but no i'm all right i'm good how are you how have you been i'm all right i'm good um i'm really
1: enjoying my job i can't lie and yeah the weeks are just flying by like i can't believe we're in the end of wow well, say October not that fast we're at the end of September but the weather has drastically changed we might as well be in October
0: I'm telling you
1: boy oh boy did I not get the chill of life this morning when I remembered I did not take my scarf and it was like 10 degrees outside
0: this is it and you know what it's come so as we would say with a vengeance because mm-hmm. you know when you leave the house with just a jumper on and you think oh, I'm gonna be fine I'll be fine it's got a warm my up. goodness
1: gracious me you're not fine Mm-mm. it was a bit like today was bitterly cold and it didn't yeah. help with the rain but no apart from that i'm all right you know i'm just kind of coasting i'm trying to settle in mum working mum life like trust me this that mm-hmm. is that it's not easy and like we always say that will be another episode but trust me I just think adapting back from, I don't want to say doing nothing, because I definitely was not doing nothing when I was off, but going from nothing to something is such a big, fair. dramatic change. Anyone with any tips and chips, please send them my way, because I definitely need them. <laughs> Girl.
0: can really imagine. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, this is the beginning. And I guess once you've done it once, when you do it the second time round... Second? You'll have got... Second? (laughs) 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 No kidding. You'll have an idea. You know, you'll be in your groove. You know what
1: to do. This is true. I think just with everything, starting out first and being brand new to like a new job, new surroundings, blah, 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 blah. It's really just taken its toll. So I want to give myself like a good... Everyone has said to me, "You need like a good six months coming back from work, getting into mm. the swing of things before things really begin to settle." So I'm hope I'm really hoping that come March, I'll be telling you guys something new,
0: and that okay. things settled and that I'm good. We cannot wait to hear. We cannot mm-hmm. wait to hear.
1: Mm-hmm. But this week, guys, you may have seen it all over social media. This week is Black Maternal health week well I was about to say something else I'm not gonna repeat I'm not gonna say what I was thinking yeah it's black maternal health week and it has I want to say since covid but please quote me if I'm wrong since covid there has been a big rise and push to make sure maternal black black maternal health has had more eyes on it and that things are done in a way to see the outcomes for those mothers and birthing people to have
0: better outcomes
1: throughout their pregnancies and deliveries
0: mm. and just to be mindful that like not to get confused so in may there is uk maternal mental health awareness week mm-hmm. but this week focuses mainly on black women to black mothers yeah and you know as we all know we're quite marginalized when it comes to health yeah and it's really important that there's a safe space where we are pushed to the forefront. And this is essentially discussed on mm-hmm. platforms like this, um, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, in mother and baby groups, in mm-hmm. within our own communities, because it's something that we need to be very open about and to break down, I guess, the barriers that are associated with mental health and being Black, essentially.
1: No, I like I can only echo what Diana said. And I think seeing it from like my own point of view over like the last let's call it 18 months. Not that no was 18 months, but let's call it 18 months. It's been very eye-opening to a world that I didn't have that I never really knew about. And it's like one of those things, until you end up in it, you'll never know. Cause when you look at like the stigma that surrounds black women and black people. When they're pregnant and it, it's such a big thing like the main stigma is that you they don't feel pain they can go through childbirth and pregnancy without any complications when really and truly pain is relative mm. so am i to say that you know you're not suffering from pain or i'm not suffering from well i can tell when i'm suffering from pain but you get my drift. you get my drift yeah and who are we especially as professionals who are we to make that decision for someone else Why, just because they're not showing us enough emotion as we would want them to receive a certain type of treatment? No. Mm. If someone tells you they're in pain or tells you that something is changing, they're not saying it just for fun. There's reason for it. And they should be acted on. I mean... Go on.
0: I mean, like, on the subject of pain, for example, I think as black women you're kind of raised to be quite strong from a young age yeah and to grin and bear it and to tolerate and sometimes it's because of what you've seen what you've been told how you've been raised so naturally you 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 behave in that way of we we can we can bear it we can get on with it we have to get Mm -hmm. on with it kind of thing but it shouldn't be that when we go into spaces like a health space a social space that that's just the way we're grouped and no one Mm. even bothers to kind of delve deeper into how we do feel if that makes sense
1: yeah no I totally agree like I just feel that especially when it comes to just such stigmas as a whole I'm just gonna say stigma is like it's just such an awful driver within our within our society because people just assume things without having the real truth and that could lead to some serious detrimental effects Mm. yeah detrimental effects that like women especially in this day and age women and birth people should not have to die by negligence Mm. in today's world like we live in a first world country we have access to so much stuff but yet these statistics and things keep happening why? Because of people's own ignorances and stigmas and prejud- prejud- Pre- prejudice. Yeah, that word that I can't say. Um, Against each other. And the mm. worst part is, it'll be like your fellow female.
0: Yeah. Which is... <sighs> Someone that you it's think would have your back. Mm. They just don't. Sorry, I feel like I'm
1: getting, like, proper emotional about this because, like, I just think about, like, my experience, especially, like, having Noah. There were so many times I highlighted certain things but everyone was like, no, you know, you can handle it. You'll be fine. And that shouldn't be the case. Things should be acted upon.
0: Yeah.
1: Especially if it's, like, the first time and you've never gone through certain things. The last thing you want to do is feel like you're being pushed away. Hmm. But I think stigma, it just holds such a negative connotation
0: throughout our communities. Yeah, yeah so one of like the big things that um, we want to, I guess, raise awareness is that for black mothers, postnatal depression and anxiety is significantly higher than in white mothers however black women are least least likely to initiate treatment for postnatal mental illness and therefore least likely to receive follow-up treatment are you shocked Uh, does it no it doesn't shock me it doesn't it doesn't like most of my friends are mothers i'm not a mother yet and i've seen my friends change Mm-hmm. When they've become others, some in positive ways, some in not so positive ways, and I've seen some of them really struggle um and when the topic of mental health' has been brought up that there's the an element of no, I'm fine, I'm okay, you know I don't need help mm. i'm I'm fine, very dismissive, naturally, yeah, and that can be really hard to watch because you can see the person that you really care about crumbling, yeah. They obviously love their child, but they're struggling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I guess it's what can be done so that black women do not feel unheard, or what do the services need to do to ensure that they can create a safe space for mothers to be able to say, Do you know what? I'm not I don't feel great, or yeah, this is not I expected. I think I need help, or I'm having these kind of thoughts.
1: I think it's like I think it really does come down to culture. For example, like, yes, you're a health visitor, but you're also a black health visitor. If you're, imagine, like, a white health visitor going to this, like, traditionally black African family home. If you don't get the culture, you won't, it's like they won't bridge that barrier, you know, that barrier, Mm -hmm. which I think is a very thin line because, for example... The health is it could be like, oh yeah, you should access the services in the children's centre, this, that, and other. But if that's not the culture and what like that mother will, or birthing person would use, we need to look at other mm-hmm. ways that we can incorporate it. If it's going look going to the aunties with aunties that have correct knowledge, not mm-hmm. from WhatsApp mm-hmm. University, or seeking help from like friends and other family supports, or finding a predominantly like black mum group, for example, like Mummy's Day Out, it's predominantly for black and other ethnic minority women to feel it's a safe space for them because a lot of like the parent groups or mom groups are predominantly white unless not like it's it's it kind of really just stems down to the services that people are really going to action just like you said especially when it comes to maternal or mental health people shy away from it because of the stigma they feel like oh because they going to be labelled with postnatal depression and they're never going to get out of it, everyone's going to look down on them and that's not the case. These things, mm-hmm. are when it happens, it is awful and it is deadly. And you wouldn't want that for your friend, your own family, you wouldn't want that for anyone, not even your worst no. enemy. But if those spaces aren't created, how are we supposed to flourish? Because they really yeah. are needed.
0: They are. And I think, a lot of people don't realize they've experienced postnatal depression or maybe anxiety until maybe they look back. Mm-hmm. And I well, think speak to others. a lot of people Yeah, and I think a lot of parents have did have it in the past mm-hmm. but didn't know it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I'm glad um, you
1: said parents because also fathers also get postnatal depression too, just because they didn't carry the baby does not mean they don't have those feelings too. It's a big life-changing situation that happens. Mm. And yeah, I just think, especially when you look at maternal mental health or just mental health as a whole, when it comes to like such topics, especially in the black community, we just shy away from it. I think now we're getting better at accepting help and using the services that are available but it's taken a long time to get here. For example, like if you look at our parents' generation, a lot of them will be point blank, I'm not accessing the services. However, recently, a lot more of their generation are beginning to also use these services too. Mm. Because really, truly, really, it comes down based to like what you see when you grow up while growing up and see what others use. I think our generation is very much so, I wouldn't say like Gen Z, but we're very much a generation that has been through a lot and we're willing to accept the help. However, it can be difficult because you've got two sides of the spectrum. Some people saying, don't accept the help, you'll be fine. If our parents could do it, we can do it too. And you've got others that are like, you know what, I don't want to be like them. I've lived that life and I don't want that for myself Mm. and for my future. How, How do I sort this out?
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. It's also going against the grain because if if you've if you've grown up in an environment or in a community where there is that element of you, we well, we we've all coped, so of course you're gonna cope and you'll be fine. You almost take talk yourself out of seeking support. Yeah. And actually you probably saw this with me.
1: Like I remember first having that, I thought I could do it all. Like I was dying until one day, like you sent me the Mummy's Day Out page. And honestly, I have been so grateful for them and the women that I've met because it was difficult.
0: Mm. Especially
1: when you feel like, oh, I don't need to go to the groups, like it's just going to be fine or you're going to be the odd one out. No, they are really helpful. And that's probably one of the best ways of accessing these services because you don't know what services they can also, what doors they can also open up for you.
0: Mm. And and this is another thing. I think it's putting yourself out there. I mean, as a health visitor, I get to meet new mums every day and mm-hmm. new dads every day. So you're always going into a space where everything is a bit brand new. Everyone's kind of trying to find their feet, get the groove. They're getting to know this new person. They're in awe of them. They love them so much, but they're also really, really tired. Um, and that vulnerability, you can see it in yeah. new parents all the time because they are very, much like a deer in headlights sometimes mm-hmm. and don't know what to expect and have read all the books and been told by their friends this is gonna happen that's gonna happen but I feel like until you have a child you don't really know what's gonna be like yeah um you know um and I think I always everyone always says that you know, wait till you have a kid and you're gonna see what's gonna be like kind of yeah thing. um and yeah. I do believe that Because what you think will happen and what does happen are two different things.
1: Two different things. For example, I know this may sound like so somewhat minute, but it's a very important thing. It's like co-sleeping. You always get taught, like, I remember at uni, we always got taught parents should not co-sleep with kids, blah, 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 blah. (coughs) Sorry. But can't lie, when your baby or young child is not sleeping and you all need to sleep, you do what you have to to get that sleep. Mm. You're just making sure things are done in a safe manner. Yeah. But no, when it comes to, especially maternal mental health, I just think people need to be more open in access accessing services. And I've also come to realise a lot of people don't know that perinatal mental health services actually exist. Mm. They just assume it's just like, you know, you go to your GP, you get your first talking therapies. But no, there is a specific service. For those for yeah. those people that can be accessed and like unless people seem to tell you about it or pick up on it, you'll never know.
0: No, and there's no harm in asking. Like, if you if you think you need that support, that's why you have the health visitor. That's why you have and um, the midwives. why you have the GP. Even when, even if you, you're someone that accesses children's centres, mm-hmm. even if you someone on Instagram that's like a mother, um, and maybe you resonate with their page and you can you can relate to the things they're talking about and you follow them. If there's someone that you find as a safe space, I would say even if you reached out and had a conversation with them, yes, maybe honestly. they might not have the answer or they may not be able to help you, mm-hmm. but they could definitely point you in the right direction, for example, or recommend you to go to a group. Because I, I for one am a big big advocate for groups. Mm. Um, getting out of the house, clearing your head, you know, doing stuff that are different every day, do a different thing every day. Mm-hmm. Um because again, you're you're very hard on yourself sometimes. And that's when also the depression hits because it's not going the way you thought it's was gonna go and things are not happening in the way you thought what you thought was gonna be isn't, and then you you beat yourself up about it. And then the cycle is very vicious and um, mm-hmm. in that way.
1: Do you think it also stems from like birth trauma?
0: It can do because it depends how you view your child. So for example, I'll give an example. I've had a mum who once said that she loves her child, but her child wrecked her body. I don't know
1: what saying, but yeah.
0: So she loves her child, but when she looks at her child, all she remembers is, oh my God, they had to cut me to get you out and now i'm like i'm wrecked because of you um you know another mother during covid who had to have, had to have a c-section cuz she was obviously unwell had the mm-hmm. baby had the baby but then didn't meet her baby till she was 3 months old so though she loves her baby there's a detachment there because of that 3 month gap yeah um so really different experiences in that way mm-hmm. but and it's so hard. And when you meet those mums, they love their children so much. But there's just that, there's that thing there and they have to kind of work through. Yeah. And I guess, to me, the, the bravest thing is acknowledging.
1: Yeah, I think acknowledging and asking for help, I think that is the biggest, because I think that's also the point that you realise that you've somewhat hit rock bottom and things need to change. And that's when you're all ready to action them. Yeah, because you don't want before a scandal comes out that you're seeking help. Like it, it's easy for me to say now, but honestly, having those options there makes all the difference. And even just the knowledge of knowing that, you know, you can access it. And I guess, you know what, well, this is why I feel like sometimes social media can be great because of the platforms that we have. We can showcase these things to meet other mums, other groups for you to get out of the house. Even like having peanut, peanut is an app for new moms, expectant mothers some birthing people to meet others. Yeah, it's kind mm. of like Facebook for those that are pregnant. Mm. And you get to be like, you get to meet others, obviously you do it safely, but you get to meet others, talk to others, and you get to share what you're going through essentially. Because, for example, for me, I remember when I was pregnant with Noah, I didn't really have that's a lie but I had friends who were also pregnant at the same time but also I had a lot more that 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 weren't and trying to explain to them certain things that was happening to you you just couldn't they just couldn't they didn't have the rationale
0: to understand Mm. where you
1: were coming from because they've never been exposed to that and it's not something I can hold against them it's just an experience they haven't lived yet Mm. But it's having that confidence and just saying, you know, I'm actually going to try the group. Because I was so afraid of trying the groups because I didn't want to be the odd one out. But really, truly, I probably should have gone very early on. However, hindsight is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. At least I know for next time that, you know what, once the baby's out and I'm ready to go out and about, go to the groups, that'll be the first point of access and just meeting others that are in the same boat
0: yeah and I think it's important for everyone to know that like, you're not alone yeah um and there's no shame in needing help there is no shame in struggle in struggle at all yeah and the minute you're able to openly say to yourself do you know what I need help is the beginning of feeling renewed or more like yourself or regaining that there's light at the end of the tunnel
1: no for sure for sure
0: but then you know what not even
1: just I know this is mainly to do more so with like black maternal health but if you think just black health in general like we have suffered and I'm not going back to like slavery and things like that I'm just talking with like normal everyday lives like the lives we live are very different to like our counterparts and other races the stuff that we go through for example Mm. I think the big one will have to be like generational trauma and especially like I can only speak for myself but maybe you could agree with me Diane especially with like the communities that we come from and the roles that we play because for example we are the oldest daughter all of these things play into play into it and make things 10 times harder for us to feel like we can access these services but this is where breaking that mold breaking mm. actually trying new things and you know others around you seeing that you're doing it and you know you can be I was going to say like no not a troublemaker what's the opposite of a troublemaker um... do you get what I mean I don't want to say a martyr yeah. it's not a martyr but essentially you could be the light in the dark room let me mm. use that analogy Like, all it takes is one person to break the mould and say, I'm going to try something new and take it from there. And when we do it, we're flourishing.
0: Yeah. But it's actually seeking that support and working on it. Exactly. Because I think even,
1: even for us, like, with our own lives, the things that we have done in our personal lives to better ourselves have made a big difference in our lives for sure and that all plays into mental health so guys please 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 if you feel like you need the support there are many places and agencies that are available to help and are free you don't even have to pay for them Like you can use the NHS, you can see what's online, see what other services are offering, utilise them they're there to be used That's and if they're not used amazing. they get stripped away which is will be a big shame Sorry, I just probably seem so passionate about
0: this. (laughs) No, it's it's true. And I think that's the thing. The more you use it, the more all of these agencies realise how much it's needed. Mm -hmm. And like we said, there is no shame in asking for help. Everybody needs help sometimes. Mm -hmm. And what we think is going to be and what does happen can be really two different realities. Mm -hmm. As long as we are able to seek the help and support where possible and know where to go and who's talked to and what to access, Yeah, then you know the world is your oyster in that sense.
1: Yeah. And that also does apply to you know, Black Met- Maternal Health Week. But just in general, guys, utilise all the services that are out there, because honestly, if not, they're just going to get pulled, and then we'll be crying that these services that are not out there for
0: us. Hmm. For sure. I mean, pages to look out for, to look on to get more information to so the motherhood group on Instagram. They also have a website. And mm-hmm. um, they're doing amazing work highlighting um black maternal mental health. Yeah. Um, five times more who yeah. have been big advocates for the maternal health of black women yeah. and played a big part in the embrace report. So please check them out as well. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of information regarding Black Maternal Mental Health Week.
1: Yeah, and we'll have them also in the post that comes out with this podcast so please check out share with whoever literally whoever share it with anyone you never know you might be that diamond in the dust that gives that says to someone hey check out this podcast and it may change someone's life (laughs) Mm. but yeah I think that wraps us up for this week what do you think Dee
0: yeah like yeah we've said it all really Mm Hmm. or another
1: thing i will say guys please 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 utilize your health visitors when you get lovely health visitors like diane like like understand you use them use them because they'll be a wealth of knowledge and be able to signpost you to things that you don't even think about exactly
0: and i think we probably should do an episode about what health visitors are and maybe should get another health on.
1: Probably should um, we we need to because I find yeah. like a lot of others that I've come into contact with actually have no idea. They just see health as people that take kids away alongside social services, whereas that is not the case. Yeah. There's a big need for health visitors.
0: For real, definitely. And I think if you don't know about it, you don't use it.
1: Exactly. Or you think they're a waste of time.
0: Yeah. So definitely I think we'll talk more about that particular role and other roles of course but mm-hmm. we'll highlight that too uh, in a future episode
1: mm-hmm. coming
0: to you live and direct from us <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said guys we're gonna wrap it up here we're liking the short and sweet podcasts that like, we're not just bad we're not just rambling on but anyway yes we're gonna wrap it up here guys please stay warm because i can't lie this burger is chilly I'm chilly chilly, chilly um Stay safe, all that jazz, and until next week, take care, guys.
0: Take care. Take care.
1: Bye.